Family of God teaching series is brought to you by Chumdi Ohahuna Ministry International, Komi. These teachings provides every believer with the knowledge of the Kingdom of God. Tells of what is expected of children, belonging to the family of God and helping all become fruitful believers. Now listen to Pastor Funk. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We give God praise for another opportunity to hear His word in this morning. God has been faithful to us. We began a teaching on deception for over some weeks now, and God is still teaching us on this word. It is very important. The Apostle James, in James chapter 1, our anchor scripture from verse 19 says, let me start from verse 16. It says, Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we should be of a kind of a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Wherefore, my brethren, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluidiness of nothingness, and receive with meekness the engrafted world which is able to save your souls. I'm going to stop here today. Praise the Lord. It's interesting to see how people, you know, try to fit in where they know they are not supposed to try to fit in. What I'm trying to say is, God expects us to be real. And that's why he said in this word, you have to either hold or hold. God does not like lukewarmness. Lukewarmness is, is the trait of hypocrites. Yeah. Lukewarmness is the trait of those who just want to be among, but don't really want to experience what the, the crowd or the group is experiencing. There are those who just want to be present, but don't want to be involved. We have to be very careful of these traits as believers. This trait is a very, very slimy tool and device that the devil uses to deceive believers. Praise God. And we're going to be learning that today. Right. Somebody once said that a man's attitude to materialism is the litmus test of all his spirituality. Your attitude towards materialism, the things of this world, is the test of how spiritual you are. Somebody else don't need to judge you. You can judge yourself. Every man, both rich and poor, mentality to a certain degree to lay all wealth. Because we are humans living in time, we are always, you know, past, future, and past, present, and future conscious. We tend to want to lay up for the future. That's what we are trying to say. Amen. To every man, whether rich or poor, plans for his future in some way or the other. By trying to lay out some level of wealth to secure the future. Amen. What Jesus' desire for us as his followers is that we should resign in our mind the possession of everything we have. You see, this mentality helps you to give your all to God. 
It helps you not to have attachment to the things of this world. This is the mindset that Jesus had. And the apostle prayed for us that this same mindset that was in Christ Jesus, that it should be in us. It was this same mindset that Jesus possessed that when the devil changed him with the things of this world, with positions, with wealth, with status, he didn't solve for it. That is why as believers, it is important for us to also possess this kind of mind. Resign in your mind that the possessions of this world means nothing to you. It is very important. As we learned previously from the book of Matthew, chapter 6, Jesus admonishes us to do what? Carry the mentality and consciousness of heaven in our mind rather than the possessions of this earth. Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first. Otherwise, means be cautious of the kingdom of God. Not yourself, not your stomach, not your looks. Not your possession. Be conscious of the kingdom of God rather than the possessions here on earth, rather than the fame and the status. We should concern ourselves with helping to meet the needs of others and how we can enter into the kingdom of God. Concern yourself about it, not the things of this world, but how you can show men that the kingdom of God is here. And how they can actually, you know, in eternity spend their lifetime even with God. Amen. What you concern your mind with tells what you are conscious of at every point in time. And that which you concern yourself about. What you concern your mind with tells what you are conscious of. And that which you concern yourself about. And this invariably means that what you concern yourself about, what you are conscious of, tells what you truly love. You can't be confessing, I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord. But you are holding on to your house. You are holding on to your children. You are holding on to your spouse. You are holding on to that position you have in your office. You are holding on to that faith you have just gotten as a music minister. You are holding on to some kind of Deceiving yourself. If your love has nothing to do with the kingdom of God in your heart, the consciousness of God in your heart, and spending eternity with Him, you are not loving the Lord. You are loving yourself. You are loving the things of this world. If you love God and His kingdom, you will carry the consciousness of laying up heavenly treasures. It cannot be emphasized. We talked this last week. When you love the Lord, you will be conscious of His kingdom. You want to go all out for Him. Shiloh has just ended, and then on social media, I began to see people talking about the plan of Bishop Eriko and the ministry to plant more churches in the rural areas, and they are saying. Millions to be building church instead of empowering people, building manufacturing centers and the rest of it. That is the true difference we're talking about. When you are heavily 
empowerment in this earth. <laughs> it's just as simple as that. Because those who are conscious of the kingdom of God have the understanding that when you seek the kingdom of God, all these things, including the empowerment and the manufacturing center and the innovation you are talking about, they follow. But if you keep thinking of how to be stabilized in this earth, where is a very temporary place, a very shaky position, that you don't know when the last breath will be taken from you, you concern yourself about it. You are not heavenly conscious. You are not laying treasures for yourself in heaven. May God help us. Your mind will be one with Christ and Christ and your desires will be fueled by him when you love the Lord. Your mind will be one with Christ. The word of God will not say go left and you say it's right. In this world we are in, it's supposed to be right. There's no more left. When you find yourself doing that, your mind is not one with Christ. You are not loving the Lord. Your desires are not filled by Christ. But when it's otherwise, that is your case. One of the hindrances of the law for money is that it makes a believer practice what? Lies. Lies. Today, we are going to be learning how the law for money makes a man lie and lie to the extent that he has the only to lie to God. Lie to God. You see believers that you can't even trust them in the church. In the midst of the brethren, you cannot trust them. Why? Because they have said this in the past that never, you know, they were never what they said they were. They were never what they said they were. I heard the pastor say during the week, he said, Be careful when I say sisters, look for a God fearing man. Brothers, look for a God fearing woman. I don't mean somebody that comes to church. Because there are some men that have made themselves professionals going from one church to the other, actually churches that look like they are wealthy people, looking for wealthy young ladies. Deceive them for one year, tell them they will get married to them, but it's just to siphon and then they go to another church. You have to be careful, it's not about going to church. Fearing the Lord is not about going to church. We have to be careful. Practice of lies is one of the tools of the devil's deception to take you off from the faith. Those believers who have their minds on laying up any treasures, they can boldly make untrue statements with the intent to deceive and create false and misleading impressions. Ahead of some, some church officials, because the head of the church wants to expand, they need some land. They lie to the pastor. They come to make some untrue statement, pastor, the land would have gone for this, but the owner is suffering from this, and because of that, he has added some values. Meanwhile, the owner didn't add some values. We have to be careful. We have to be careful. A very important account happened in the first church. After the Pentecost, we see that in Acts chapter 4. What was happening in the church in Acts chapter 4? 
Verse 32 says, And the multitude of them that believe were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own. But they had all things common. Verse 33 says, And when and with great power came the apostles, witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands and houses, sold them and brought the big prices of these things that were sold. And laid them down at the apostles' feet in the, in the form of worship, okay? In the form of worship. And distribution was made to every man according as it happened. And Joseph, who by the apostles was named Barnabas, which is been interpreted as a son of consolation or a son of encouragement, was a Levite and of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now you see something here, before I move to the main, the main uh, examples we are going to use for today. The person of Joseph, who was named Barnabas, and uh, Bible tells us that same Barnabas and followed Paul from the He was a Levite. According to scriptures, according to the Old Testament rule, we are never supposed to have possessions. They were not meant to have land and houses. But it was somebody that lived outside of Jerusalem and decided to possess all those things. But when they came into the midst of the believers, who had the mind of Christ, had one mind and one heart, he did what? He decided to begin to sell. And in fact, from, from, from commentaries, we are told that sometimes selling of land is not that easy. And if he was in Jerusalem and his land was in Cyprus, it would have been easy for him to quickly travel. There was no plane there. Quickly travel to his country, sell his land and bring the money. So it means that he had his land government probably with him in Jerusalem and he quickly made an exchange that the mom had the price that okay, just, just take it. I need to get some money to go and give to the disciples. That is supposed to be the right mind when you are in the midst of the people of God, when you are in church. Something else happened to some people who said they were in their midst, but they were not really in their midst. Everyone believing with the apostles was said to be of one heart and one soul, which were the action of having things in common. Those who possessed land and houses voluntarily sold them off and brought the prices of the things that were sold to the feet of the apostles for distribution to those who might be in need amongst the believers. However, two people from the same family, the same house, in their midst, fell into the deception of the devil, into the deception of the love for money. The account is in the next chapter, Acts chapter 5, verse 1 says, But a certain man named Ananias, with Sapphira's wife, sold a possession. You see, use different translations when I was talking this. Well, I discovered that when every other translation in chapter 4 said these people that owned land, owned houses, went to sell them. When they came to Ananias and Sapphira, they only said they went to sell their possession. They went to sell their possession. I want 
to believe that there's a they, they try to distinguish between the way Ananias and Sapphira have been getting their possessions and the way these people that were actually giving with one heart and one soul had they got their own possession. Yeah. One saw it as the blessing of the Lord, the other one has been laying treasures. Like we learned last week. When you are following the kingdom of God, when you are seeking the kingdom of God, what? What happens? They follow you. You don't go lay them up. But the one you run after is the one you are, you see it here, you put it together. You see it here, you put it together. You see it here, you hide it. That is laying up. So these people saw Ananias and Sapphira, they all was possession. The scripture, no version ever said Ananias and Sapphira sold one of the land they owned. No. Possession obsession. <laughs> possession obsession. Amen. So and gave back part of the price. They sold their possession and sold back part of the price. The keeper, his wife also, private with, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, Peter said unto Ananias, Why has Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Whilst it remained, was it not in thy own? Was it not thy own? And after it was sold, was it not in thy own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thy heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And I said, said, and it was about the space of three hours after. When his wife, not knowing what was done, came in, and, the, and Peter answered unto her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yeah, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that you have agreed together to take the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them that are bearing thy husband are the Lord, and shall carry thee out. I don't know what kind of service they were having, but I don't know why they decided for three hours. <laughs> so, why could they have fallen into this de de deception? They were church members. They were church members. And I'm sure they have become more frequently. Because for them to decide to go and sell their possession, that means they have been seeing people selling yeah. and bringing money and saying, ah, I beg, it shouldn't be a single thing we cannot do. Yeah. We actually have one. That one that we could like see that person just But let's, let's just give it an to Let us just go and cross it. Okay. I mean, if they have the right mind and they said, okay, we'll sell our possession, but we need money for something else. Let us go and drop this one and say it's our own part, this is what we can bring. Not that we sold our possession and this is the money. You see, it looks like what they said was a summary of the truth, but God does not expect you to summarize the truth. Yeah. Say it as, in, as it is. Somebody else say, oh, don't share, don't, don't say it the way. Don't, I sold, I brought. That's all. The Holy Spirit knows when you sold and you brought. Or when you sold, you kept back some, or you spent some and you brought. That's what we're talking about. Don't summarize it. I said, uh, I, 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 you don't need to confirm the seat. You don't need to confirm who I sold it to. Just the main thing is that I brought money for you to give to the poor. And this is the money. No! You see, that's the same mindset people have when they come to church on Sunday. And then they fraudulently deceive people, selling at all prices, you know, scamming people and fraudulently taking what belongs to another. And then he comes to church the next day and say, Oh God, I thank you. Pastor, see 
week. I brought this seed. <laughs> you think you are deceiving the pastor or you think you are deceiving the church? You are deceiving yourself. In our main Bible text of this teaching, which is James chapter 1, we see the Apostle James admonishing the church. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluidness of naughtiness and receive with meekness the advantage word, which is able to save your souls. There are ways to know a believer or a church member that is likely to be easily deceived by the devil. And one of it is that they both do not lay aside. Okay? Like we saw in Ananias and Sapphira. They don't lay aside everything morally impure and all forms of wicked conduct. That is the word superfluitiness of nothingness in a nutshell in a summary is called moral morally impure attitudes and characters the word superfluitiness in the Greek word is Parisian and one definition by Thea refers this word as the residue or remains of the wickedness remaining over in a Christian from his state prior Mm. Yes, we declare First uh, Corinthians chapter five and verse seventeen. I mean, I'm a new creature. All things have passed away. The old things have become new. But we need to understand that there are some residues, mm. there are some residuals mm. in the life of a person mm. when he became a Christian, when he became a new man. Those things are not in your spirit, but they are in your mind. If you 
are going to get married, you are better than her. <laughs> In what sense? If you know that you have a weakness, and when you are married, carries the same weakness, you are in trouble. I told you, today he's married, and the way he's living, I knew that the cause is because he was foolish, and his wife is also foolish. Because if you are a believer, you got married as a believer, and then after you got married, you are no longer strong in the faith. The problem is not only you, your wife too is a partner. I mean, you both got, you got married in the church. Your fire cannot go off the same time. No. So if one kept quiet when the other was going down, the problem is for the other parent. So Ananias and Sapphira, that was their case. They were in the midst of the believers, but were not truly of them. When others came to worship God by selling off their possessions, Ananias and his wife were concerned about belonging to the giver's group.
peace for the other production to sleep. So before that is 31 here. So 31. <laughs> so some people are satisfied with having 31. Don't stay on the fence. Maybe you may fall into heaven. So when you fall into heaven, God will spot your heart. <laughs> but that, that way of giving is a very dangerous one. A very dangerous one. Okay, so another thing that we must understand, why people ask the way uh, Ananas and Sapphira do, or did, is that their action proves that they were in the church, questioning and privately discussing every doctrine, every culture, every instruction that the apostles were giving them. They go back home, what do they mean about this sharing and giving? Can we all become one? Can we all become one? Some people have to show that they are Some people have to. Uh, so you mean I should not take all my land and go and sell it and then that Paul that I know that is a lazy guy. Mm. That Paul that I know is a lazy guy will not be on silver, will not be caught. Mm. So they go back home and they analyze, they discuss, they trash the church doctrine. If you are not comfortable, you leave. If you are not comfortable with the doctrine of the church, just leave. Some people were here and we told them the same thing. Instead of you coming to the house of God and you go back home discussing what pastor said, how they did this, how they did that. Especially when you cannot ask the pastor, Pastor, this thing that you say we should do in this church, what is friend in it? And then the pastor explains to you from the word of God, you say, okay, I understand. But if you make up your mind that you'll be here, but you'll not be, you'll not be here, I don't know what spirit you're operating with. I remember there was a time a lady came here and then she helped me to prepare the communion. I tried my best to, you know what, to avoid that, but she's always around. Fine. But I discovered that she got to the time she stopped taking the communion. And you want to help me to take the communion. So, after service, one of those days, I called her and said, Why do you avoid the communion? <laughs> and she said, I love it. And asked somebody to interpret. She said, she's, she's having a flu, that's why she's not. I said, who told you that when you're having a flu, you cannot take the money? So where they are coming from? Where you are coming from? Are you still there? So I know that if you will not take the coffee or if you don't help me to sort it, don't help me to prepare the table anymore. Don't help me. Because you are not having the same mind we are possessing. So don't try to, to flow with us. Don't try to flow with us.
You stand on the fence. If the word of the Lord is true, which is true, I know is true, you may not end up in heaven. If you sit on the fence, you want to keep deceiving and say God will sort you out in heaven. This one says he will not keep you in his presence. So I don't know how you want to enter heaven. I'm not judging you. Let the word of God speak to you. After what the word of the Lord says, Jesus said I didn't come to judge the world. But the word that I speak, they will be the one to judge. So at the end of the day, the writer in the book of Proverbs also makes us understand that what matters more, what matters more is to do away with this spirit of lies and deception. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 7 to 9, I'm using a uh, partial translation, it says, God, there are two things I'm asking you to do for me before I die. Only two. One, empty out my heart. Everything that is false. Mm. Every lie and every crooked thing. Mm. And give me neither undue poverty, nor undue wealth. Mm. But rather, feed my soul with the measure of prosperity that pleases you. May my satisfaction be found in you. Mm. Don't let me be so rich that I don't need you. Mm. Or so poor that I have to resort to dishonesty. you have been blessed watching and listening to this teaching. We invite you to watch and listen to more Pluru teachings by Pastor Chumdi Ohahuna. You can subscribe and watch our YouTube channel for more videos of these series and other series. Or listen via Grace Life Podcast on Anchor FM. We would like to hear from you via email, if you made the prayer of salvation and would like to share your testimonies from this ministration. Grace to you.